Hi, it's Barry from Body Mark Personal Training here. I want to welcome you to the new podcast for 2021. The podcast is where we're going to have conversations with clients who are training with us at present and those who've seen real results using all the services we offer. And those results are long-term, sustainable and achievable. If you want to know more about what we do here, just send me an email at barry at barrymarkfitness.com or check out our website, www.barrymarkpt.com. Welcome to the second episode of the episode of the Team BMPT podcast. My name is Josh Nicholson and I'm the head coach of Barry Mark Personal Training. In today's episode, I discuss some areas on motivation and I invite two of our members on to join the show, Leah Beresford and Ian Ellis. Both of these members work for the NHS and you find out a little bit behind the scenes of what it's been like working through the pandemic and how they've stayed motivated on a daily basis. You also find out sort of their reaction to gyms reopening and what they're going to do to get motivated when they do reopen and also what we've done as a gym to help support them to stay motivated through last year but also since they stepped foot in the doors. So as always, if you do like this episode, please give it a rating and make sure that you are subscribed to our channel so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Leah. Welcome, Ian. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Uh, nice to both have you on. Um, so today's episode, I've got a slight theme that I want to discuss, um, but as always, I just want to catch up with you guys. So today's theme, we're going to be talking about some things to do with motivation, um, but I'm really interested to find out a little bit about what went on last year as you both work for the NHS. So obviously it's been a very, very busy year for you guys. Um, but starting off this episode, I just want to thank you both, obviously, for joining me. And from everyone at BMPT, and I think everyone in general, thank you for all the things that you've done for, for us last year. The NHS in general has worked their absolute socks off. And we wouldn't be in this position now coming out of this lockdown if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you very much. Um, but generally, just let's start off with just introducing yourself. I want the listeners to, to try and get to know you a little bit more. Um, so Ian? Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Ian, Ian Nellis. Um, I am the wrong side of 50. I am a um, paramedic by background. Um, I work in the emergency department at the Cumberland Infirmary. Um, and I have a huge job title that's called Senior Advanced Clinical Practitioner. Trips off the tongue. <laughs> Leah? So I'm Leah Beresford. Um, I am a paramedic like Ian. I've known Ian for years, so I've stayed on the road. <laughs> I'm not going to do any. Um, so yeah, I've just, I am just recently changed my role. I've now moved into primary care, but as a paramedic still. But um, I'm got bank contract with NY so I'm still going to be doing some shifts on the road as well I'm missing the blue light driving too much <laughs> that's what I'll do that's good <laughs> yeah so how for example going from a from a job change how did that affect you last year was it quite um quite a different job role than you went into or was it quite similarly uh, I know we talked about well, it in the gym but yeah so I just I just changed in January it's it's been a, a very different being a paramedic in primary care, certainly not as, well, stressful in different ways. I've got loads more to learn primary care kind of things, 
Whereas I've gone from emergency care, which I've known so well, for like 18 and a half years I've been on the road. Mm. So it's been challenging that way. Definitely not as stressful as being on the road. But if anything, I'm seeing just as much COVID as I was previously when I was on the road last year. But yeah, but my job now is to kind of keep them out of hospital and deal with them, at, you know, in the community. And when, when you said you, you found your stress levels go up, was that just down to the, the, the change or was it just in general? Yeah. Yeah, more the change. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. I think, so, yeah. I think when, I think when we, talk, we talk about motivation, like that's a, that's a big thing that um, people struggle with, they struggle with in the change. And then all mm. the sort of the repercussions of around changing, for example, like stress levels. So yeah. to keep highly motivated through them times is, is really, really difficult. Um, mm. so what was the kind of, just asking you both, what was the kind of general motivation levels within staff at hospital? Was it, was it, did it, did it dip and die? Was it, it must have been, it must have been pretty tough to, to be, to be highly yeah. motivated through. Definitely, definitely a roller coaster because at the start we just didn't know what to expect. But in a way, that was that was kind of motivation levels high, um, and I think everyone was. We 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 put plans in place to 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 cater for sort of large volumes of very sick patients, and that's kind of what we expected initially. Mm. Um, and it, 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 I'm not entirely sure that we got the with the volume that we that we had initially planned for, which is a great thing. Um, but everybody was almost. Excited is the wrong word, but when you you work as part of a team of people who are dedicated to doing the, the absolute best that they can for the sickest of patients, they are they they are more highly motivated. Where if you present them with a sick patient, you you get the best of work out of them, mm. um, and definitely the motivation levels going into it were high. The the difficulty I think is in sustaining those within your team. Um, and, and as an individual, is is you 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 go into work psyched. You go into work right. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen today. This is what we're going to do, and um, that 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 does drain you a little. So I think that as as the, the kind of pandemic went on, there were definitely highs and lows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you guys must have been so like pushed out of your comfort zones. In a, in a way like probably with stuff more um like demanded a lot much higher for example the amount of call-ups you were doing um probably the hours did you work some extra extra hours what was that like yeah i think there was there was a few extra hours work certainly but the the i think we it was the not knowing initially what to expect and not knowing the numbers of patients that we'd see not knowing um how sick they would be and, mm. and that was that was definitely a, a, one of the factors that, that kind of put you on the back foot a little bit yeah i think that's been a kind of a common theme to to a lot of people like outside the nhs it's just through the general through a lockdown it's it's like what you said it's keeping motivated when there, there wasn't maybe a an ending in sight um, and especially for you guys with, with everything that was going on at the hospital, it's probably hard to stay motivated for being at home, being around kids, being at families, that kind of thing. Um, so did you talk, talk about sort of how, how you sustain motivation through the hospital, Ian? Did you do anything sort of to help that or did you just find it in, within yourself 
I think, yeah, I, I think initially um, I almost had a, like a, a kind of battlefield mentality, almost like going into battle at the start of a shift mm. and you'd, you'd, you'd have that, that adre- little adrenaline, sort of that little anticipation of like, what am I going into here? Um, and, and that kind of carried you through some of it. Um, I think w- one of the things that's amazed me about the NHS response to it is how quickly we adjusted to being the new normal. So we went from this this really unknown kind of what's going to happen and, um, and how are we going to cope to, right, we are going to cope. Um, and, okay, we now know what this looks like. We now know how this illness behaves. We, we start to find new ways to treat it. And that that helped that helped that it wasn't an insurmountable battle and that there were odds that were in our favour in terms of the science behind it, the trials that went on, the trial drugs that came out. Um, and that that kind of helped sustain motivation to see that it was a, a, a battle you could win. And, and then there was kind of personal stories of individuals. Um, I saw really early on, I saw a, a young woman who'd be in her early 30s who didn't particularly have any any underlying medical conditions who came in extremely sick extremely sick um and um i remember i remember saying to her but she had she had children i remember saying to her before we put her on a ventilator she said get me back to my kids and i kind of promised her and that's that's not something i would usually do that's not that's not my kind of line um and she had a horrendous clinical time in ITU, um, died twice, resuscitated. And um, every shift I'd go in, people would say to me, you know that, that lady that you saw? Oh, yeah, she's, she's died. And she, she, she probably died about three times a week, but according to what the staff kept telling me. And then I'd go and look at the computer and go, no, she's okay. She's Hang on. And then... Um, it was quite strange, but I kind of almost, I, I had nothing more to do with her care after she went to intensive care. But um, going in and finding out she was still alive and still fighting was quite, I found that quite motivational. To, um, and I, I, I was, that was something that kept me going. And I'd think, well, mm. you're still fighting, I'm still fighting. And um, she, she actually survived and has been discharged and she's doing okay um, <laughs> after about, I think she was in intensive care for about three and a half months, which is an awfully, awfully long time. Um, and then in the hospital for probably another month. But patient stories like that are motivating. I think being NHS workers as well is you have this. I had a period of time beginning of last year off and then all this kicked off the pandemic and I had the overwhelmed to be back on the road helping my colleagues helping patients you want to help you and that motivated me like I wanted to be there to help my patients to help my colleagues and yeah that was yeah. a massive motivation yeah yeah it's it's we're, we're we're in similar sectors but we're not in the same respect but you guys can't have an off day at the end of the day like Leah, you can't go to go to uh with the blue lights on and feel you know what actually you I, I don't feel, I, don't I can't feel be after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've constantly got to be to be on. Um, so Leah, talk about. I wanted to sort of talk about. You've you've gone from um, 
you said say, the blue lights have been flashing and now that now they're not flashing how did that feel, did <laughs> feel um, motivation levels change then do you think with that or was it would you think yeah more, yeah motivation I think increased it has increased because I've gone into a different area a different clinical setting and I've got so much to learn but I like to learn so I'm, I am really motivated because I want to learn there's so much still to learn don't get me wrong it's the hardest decision I've ever made was to leave like MWAS being on the road and then go into primary care but then as it's turned out I've got a bit of both really now with the bank contract but yeah motivation's been high definitely yeah and that's that's some that, that's how people can use motivation for themselves so mm. they have the like a will to learn or yeah they're interested in a, in a certain area and then you've got people that are obviously motivated in different ways for example people might be motivated by like the rewards of something so the rewards of perhaps i don't know getting to a certain amount of money per month that mm. kind of so yeah people do work in different ways um for, for you both what would you how would you describe motivation if i was to say to you like, what would you how what would you say motivation is Ian? I'm glad you for asked me. him first. <laughs> <laughs> for me, motivation's just it's multifactorial. It's there's so many, it's so so many facets to it. So motivation can be getting up, pulling on a pair of jeans and going, I need to do something about that. They're a bit <laughs> tight. <laughs> to to um to thinking I've got a goal I want to push myself towards. I'm yeah. quite I'm, I guess I'm quite goal driven more than anything else. Um and I find goals are quite important so even if it's a small thing that that i would set myself to do that that meeting and achieving that that goal is important for my motivation and that might that might be uh it might be something in work it might be something at home it might be something in the gym it might be running it might be cycling it might whatever it's 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 setting myself something that's achievable Mm. within a time frame that that i think i can do it in but equally challenging myself enough I like I like to challenge myself yeah the same as like Ian saying goals is definitely if you've got something inside then that will motivate you to get there but also I think I found if you make it like a habit in a way you know like when the gym's been open I've been up I got up at six o'clock morning that's when I've done my exercise and that's when it works best for me but it becomes a habit of doing it all you know the same time all the time and it makes it motivates me definitely yeah yeah i think like you said it's like it's building up the 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 habits in between Mm. the end goal um kind of yeah what we talked about in the first episode um is is people trying to get too fixated on that 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 end goal um without doing sort of the little steps in between um so in terms of goals have you ever set yourself um any goals within the gym have you ever or worked obviously from from coming into the gym for the first time and then decided right I want to do this I want to do xyz um Leah you you done your your PT course level three uh, I did do that honestly Um, that was a big thing for me did you have any sort of goals in mind when initially doing the course or uh, I just what I wanted to pass Josh I wanted to pass well (laughs) and the fact that I got swat of the course proves I did my goal I achieved my goal no it was, it was 
<laughs> yeah, it was a massive thing for me to do. And, you know, as well as working, as well as looking after kids and stuff. But yeah, I achieved it and I did it well. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself. And I really enjoyed it when I did it as well. Um, did you do something like in particular to, to, to help achieve passing the course? Did you, did you set yourself some like a routine? Did you get, uh, because like you said, you, you juggled work life, family life, <laughs> everything, pandemic. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I think it was um, just kind of being organized and we like, because it was quite structured with booklets and planning I needed this done by this time spending time at the evening when the kids have finally gone to bed doing it and just being quite structured with it all yeah yeah I think that's that's an area where people sort of drop in motivation is because they don't have the routine or they don't have structure like like what you were saying Ian before like even just waking it up making sure that you know, you don't snooze your alarm before you check like put on your put on your jeans like getting into a good morning, getting into a good morning routine um getting into a good working routine getting into a good uh, sleep routine is all going to help your motivation mm. um so do you, do you guys have a routine yourself for like work do, does work help with with that routine because i know you both work shifts and i know it's kind of it's different um so how do you find that so mine's changed now sorry Ian. My, so mm-hmm. I was always shift work, so I was either nights or days, and it used to be a nightmare. Where now I've changed, and I work Monday to Fridays, eight till half four, and it's great. As in, it's so much easier for me to plan with children, to know what I'm doing, to know when I'm at work and when I'm not at work, and stuff like that. So it's it's changed, yeah, for the better for me that way. And um, it's still chaotic for me I know my <laughs> but it's just you can you can be on a 10 o'clock finish and um somebody set comes in at, at five to ten and because mm. quite a lot of your staff are, are going off at 10 and that leaves you just your kind of night shift staff you, you can't you can't walk out it's or I can't walk out and then it the, the, before you know it, it's midnight and you're back and work the next day at 12 and you're like oh God, this is by the time you get home and, and switch off it's like half one in the morning yeah. and then you're up at seven o'clock with the kids so it's I, I find shift work's not great for definitely not for, for keeping motivation but it is that mm. it's it's having I think trying to have the mental strength to go right well this is this is what I signed up for and I, I knew it was going to be like this and I've, I've still got my goals I need to achieve and I'm not going to achieve them if I don't get off my arse and I need to get I need to get off my backside and just and just do the even if I'm even if I'm knackered even if I have to go into the gym after a night shift and which I've done a, a few times and and you you think right well I've got nowhere else I can fit this workout in other than going after nights or or I finish at four by the time I get home it's five and go to bed at five and the only space that I've got this week is at 10 so I'm going to go to bed for like three hours and then get up and have some breakfast and go to the gym <laughs> it, it messes with your body clock but it's funny that once you get there and you get you get your head in the game it's it's fine it's, it's, you know, and then yeah. you, you have that sense of achievement after it that then fuels you to, to do it again yeah definitely mm. I think like, like you said it's just it's physically just getting up and doing it 
and trying yeah. not to 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 overthink it um, or put it off. Uh, I know that that's something I've I've kind of struggled with in the past. It's like, oh yeah, I know I know I should do it, and then I I ended up don't I end up don't doing it, or I end up doing it at a time mm. where I find relevant for me. And sometimes it is just like literally like right, come on, let's get up, let's do it, let's crack on, and then let's move on to to the next thing and, and feel good about the the thing that I've just done. Mm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share something. I I done a little bit of work with um, like a like a personal coach myself um, a couple of years ago, and that was one of the things that he he sort of said to me. It's like I I was in a position where I was always kind of self doubting myself, or I wasn't ever what I was doing wasn't good enough, or what um, I was letting my own sort of thoughts dictate like how I felt. And one of the things he said to me was just write stuff down. Um, and having things like, for example, how I felt that day or how I, what I thought might happen if I'd done something X, Y, Z, um, just, just really helped and brought that structure and brought the sort of the feeling of sort of losing the day before it even started away. Um, so do you, do you guys, in terms of our hospital work with sort of people that have so obviously they've had major changes to, to, the, to the bodies or for example like that, what is like sort of the, the aftermath of when they're coming back to sort of getting back onto the feet after COVID or for example, or they're getting back into to, to the routine. Is there, is there things that they, they get help with there or like sort of support? Not particularly at the, not particularly that I'd be involved with and I'm not that sure about the discharge process at the moment. Um, there's certainly there's, there's certainly some uh, the what, what they call the long COVID clinics are starting. So people who have had who have had long stays in hospital, um, who have had ongoing breathing difficulties, because some people just really struggle to get their cardiovascular mm. fitness back after it. Um, and the clinics for that started in the back end of January. It's run by some of the respiratory consultants, um, and I think they're starting to 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 do a bit of rehab work around that but it's very very difficult to get back up when you're especially the, the, because it's, it's an indiscriminate illness it does affect people who are who who are fit and healthy and and, mm. and there's there, there's one particular person i'm thinking about is a cyclist who's a really good cyclist and it's taken him probably the best part of about two months to get to get well enough to get on the bike and cycle and you're talking about someone who was competing at a national kind of level in their age group, who's now who's, who's now having to do thirty mile rides, whereas they would they would competitively ride for hundred miles. So it, it, it's it's not an illness that it can it can be just like a common cold for some people. They just feel mm. a bit crap days, or it can really affect the lungs. I'm not aware of anything that's put in place that's structured. Um, but certainly I know that, that for the worse off, there is some there is some work being done by the respiratory team on it. Yeah, because I must admit, like we, we've trained a few people now who are, who have come back from um, post-COVID and like, like I said, it affects everyone differently. It could be just mm. like, people like maybe a short of breath for the first couple of weeks and then it kind of goes. Or there's, there's people been like seven, eight months that still haven't fully got that back. Uh, mm. The other thing just to, to think about is 
in terms of people's like mental health, how's how do you think that's been affected from from COVID and through sort of the, oh, the lockdown? Have, have you taught have you massively? Sort of, yeah, have you came into sort of some people that have that have struggled with that. I've noticed, like, like in my new role, it's it's kind of like um, a lot of elderly housebound patients that, and obviously they've really struggled mental mentally because they're isolated because obviously their age and their medical conditions they've shielded and then they're isolated from family and friends and it's had a massive effect on their mental health massive a lot of patients yeah yeah and I'd, I'd say as well if anything the the likes of Leah and I where we've just it's, a lot of our routine didn't didn't change as mm. much I mean, because we yeah. got up out and we went out the house and we went to work we went to a normal place of work and we we did our jobs and I think I have throughout this I've, I've constantly said to patients that I've met you know it's it's sometimes harder for they'd say oh you, you know you're doing a, a great job and, all, and I'd say well actually I'm just I'm coming to work mm. you know, people who have had to either um you know they've been furloughed or they've lost their jobs or just the, the adjustment from from your daily life to to being segregated from the rest of society is massive and we we in a way didn't have that so I sometimes feel yeah I used to feel I used to feel horrendously guilty when they did the Thursday night clap thing I'd be like I'm just going to work it's not it's not any different it's people that are really affected by it who can't socialize who are isolated and um, it is horrendous it has been horrendous for people's mental health yeah I remember people's like people saying I can't I don't know how you do it and stuff and like you say me in, in a way I was glad to still be going to work and being out yeah. and about and being amongst colleagues at work and seeing people and talking to people because a lot of people couldn't do that yeah absolutely have you not started to notice like a change in um, in that? Have you started to notice more with the people that you're coming in? Are they starting to feel? Do, do they they seem a little bit better because they've got maybe an end date in sight now, or is it is it hard to hard to say? Hard to say? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think there's a kind of there is definitely a, a, a change post vaccine in people's attitudes and beliefs I think um, about how how we're going to get out of this and I think that that is um, I, I think there's optimism there's cautious optimism but um, I, I worry about the next few months because we need to get probably about 80% of the entire population vaccinated yeah. before life back to normal and I think that worries me a little bit that this this might not be the the end of lockdowns, but um, uh, yeah, there's cautious optimism certainly. Mm. And I think people can see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I think that is a good thing, and I, mm. I think it's it's just got to be balanced. Um, I know people are desperate to get back out there, but yeah, it worries me. I think when yeah the time, yeah when the time's right. Um, it, it, it must be it must be difficult for for the people that are put in this position to to make these changes because whatever happens there's always going to be someone there to, to point the finger oh well you didn't do you didn't do this right. um, yeah how did how did you guys take the news of, of gyms reopening on 
hopefully on the 12th. Um, what were your, your initial? <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. I'm getting. So happy. Happy. Have you guys got anything sort of both in mind that we, when we get back into the gym you want to work towards or is there anything that you're particularly you're motivated or driven to do or um I, I've, I've i've got a, a goal that i want to try and that I, I want to try and do it's a bit crossfitty so just <laughs> need to forget me that but i kind of want, i want to do it i've i've quite a while now i've wanted to do a morph right I want to do a morph um with a vest so explain, explain, explain what a Murph is, so, so everyone knows. Um, so a, a Murph is um, it's named it's named after a, a US Navy SEAL who was killed in oh, Operation Red Wings in Afghanistan, um, and it's a, a, it is a bit of a CrossFit thing. So I it's um, it's a, it's like a um, a weighted vest that you have that some that simulates the kind of bulletproof vests, if you like. Um, ballistic vests and you run a mile in that and then you split up a, a workout of um 100 pull-ups 200 press-ups and 300 air squats and then run another mile with it but you, you, you obviously you can't do 100 200 300 you split them up in, in, into sections and you have to do that within i think it's within an hour um and i i, I always quite fancied it for some reason and then I, I sometimes listen to podcasts on the way into work and I was listening to a podcast by a guy who's an ex-US Navy SEAL who's who's a bit of a he's, he's very American and quite mad a guy called David Goggins and um, he was talking about he was talking with some guy about workouts and things like that and I was and, and, moti and motivation actually but how his motivation is and his life story is quite interesting but um and I thought, oh yeah, quite quite fancy a go at that. So I kind of need to, I need, I definitely need to up my pull up game. I think I'm about three <laughs> <laughs> on a good day, and that includes jumping up. So yeah, the, it's it's something I quite fancy doing. So if you if you, you want to give us a hand achieving that, by <laughs> have you got your best on when you're doing your pull ups? Yeah, okay, I think it's throughout. I think if I'm around, God, Ian. But yeah, but yeah. That's, that, that's great that you've you've got something there, and and I think if it, for listeners listening at home, if if you've got something to work towards, then you can always work back from it. So, for example, using the uh, the, the certain reps, it's like right, how how can we work back from three hundred chin ups? Um, and how can we put that into some some form of program to work towards? So you're gonna know the, the barrier, like some barriers that are gonna be in between. So say for example, doing a pull-up requires a lot of like grip strength, um, that kind of stuff. So you're gonna to have to work on X, Y, and Z to, to get there. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people, a lot of people go wrong. Like I said in the start, it's like getting fixated on, I just wanna do that, um, but not understanding the kind of the barriers and what needs to be in place for you to, to conquer that. Uh, Leah, do you have anything sort of in mind when coming back to the gym you want to work towards? Or nothing as exciting as Ian's. Well, do you you're know? Gonna get signed. You're going to get I was, into this. I was, I was listening to you, and I thought, could I do this with Ian? And then it was like the pull-ups, and when you got to hundred, I'm like, I really don't think I could. <laughs> Only I'm further off. It's further for me to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> um, well, if I did a Murphy, you know, maybe. But I think, <laughs> um, 
build my strength up again. I know I've kind of, I, I was doing really well with floor presses and things like that. And I'd gone up in weights, which I was really proud of. And I feel like when I return, I won't be at the same level, but I want to build up to what I was at, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think just um, for the listeners, both listeners, obviously Leah and um, Ian are quite advanced in the training. They've trained, like I said, at the start for, for a number of years. Um, and bit, sort of bits of advice for, for anyone sort of new starting the gym would be to just really, really start small. Um, mm-hmm. and get like the little fundamental, like, like what Leah said at the start, build up the little habits. For example, training two to three times a week. Um, actually enjoying exercise and enjoying what you do within within a good gym environment um, and then and then build from there can you remember kind of some of your goals when you first started after you got, got revert back to your 30 day trial year can you remember oh. kind of why why is it that you came why why did you come to to BMPT what, what did do you, you know do? why I did Josh so um I've always been a gym member like I've always loved going to the gym but I've never been really into weights or strength, you know, based training. And me and Gary went to Dubai on holiday and um, we ate too much and we drank too much. And Gary was like, I've always tried to get Gary to the gym and he wouldn't go to like a normal, like the gyms that I was going to. And then we saw a Facebook post for BMPT and I was like, why don't we try this Gary? And it was more to encourage Gary to go start going to the gym that we started and came for the 30-day trial and then obviously we came for the trial and we both loved it and we've never looked back and Gary was never a gym person at all and he's changed massively in the time that he's in BNPT totally totally changed and what what would you say that's it's kind of made you continue to to come back because obviously there must be a level of for you to feel motivated like you said to come at six o'clock in the morning to to not snooze that alarm and miss the session. Yeah, because because it is totally different to gyms I've been to before. It's more personalised. And like I've heard people discuss in the podcast before, you know us all individually and you know our strengths and our weaknesses and you know what we're aiming for and goals and you'll help us. Every PT will help us to get to where we want to be. And it's like a family. I know that sounds really... We say, but it is. We were like one big family, definitely. I think. I think like what. What just listening from there is what's helped your level of motivation and, and commitment to it is the surrounding surrounding yourself with people who see the best in you and want, want the best. For yeah. You. And that's yeah. So, and- so like so hard for people when they when they drop in motivation and lack motivation that they might not have someone there to offer that support. Yeah, and encouraging you to, you know, and if somebody's saying you're doing a good job, you want to keep doing a good job, it wants you to push yourself, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to let that person down, that that motivates you to come come back and say, like, one of the things that we do here at BNPT is you train with uh, random random people each time. So you might get someone to say, oh, like, well done, you've done done really good. And then you think, oh, the next time, like, I've I've got that really good... um, comment mm. in my head I want to come back and meet that person again I want to try and do that five o'clock session and maybe meet them um, yeah Ian what about yourself what kind of go back right back to your to your the first time you, you came in BMPT what, what kind of made you made you want to start what kept you motivated to come back so it's two, over two years now um, yeah I had um I hadn't been in a gym for since my son was born who's now coming up for 10 and I, I, I did, I'd, I'd always, I'd always trained in some format, 
and I'd I was kind of running and cycling a bit, and I just I hadn't been in a gym for ages. I'd kind of I'd, I'd looked at a couple of places, um, and I came down to have a look and a chat with Baz, liked what I saw, and then actually bumped into you at work, Leah, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you got really excited about that. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it has been it has been it has been amazing actually it's it's um it's rekindled my love of going to the gym um i've seen changes in my, myself i've seen I've, I've seen changes in not not only my shape but in I've, I've mentally it's 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 been amazing training through the pandemic with with the people that i train with before the pandemic, who I see on a screen now, and it's not the same. <laughs> it's still cool when you see them and you're like, "Hi, how you doing?" And um, I think it, it, it's—I echo what you say, Lee, about it feeling it, it feels small enough to be to be like that family feeling. And I love the fact mm. that people work you out, so the, the the PT team work you out so so quickly. And they work out what kind of motivation you respond to, and and I'm definitely I I I'm like yeah that's good it's okay saying well done but if you can make me do another two of any exercise, <laughs> and if you could <laughs> to the point where I'm nearly, and that's great I love that I love that it's not everyone's cup of tea. I like the fact that you 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 kind of quickly work out. Obviously, you're all experienced and you work out quite quickly where someone's at. And, and where they want to go and how far they, they like being pushed. And, and that really works for me. That, that really works to have somebody who, who just when you're starting to, your, your form's starting to go a little bit or you think you've not got a couple of reps left in you, that they come up and go, you've got two reps. <laughs> and I, I like that. Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like to find Josh, but it is, it's mostly <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you ever look back and um, not necessarily BMPT or, but do you ever look back at a, a stage in your life where perhaps exercise wasn't one of the first things on your agenda and think like oh like that should have been something that I used to motivate myself a little bit more which would have helped in different areas or not not really have you always always been pretty active I've always been, yeah, like I say, I've always been to the gym and I've always been quite active. And I mean, yeah, I used to always do a lot of cardio and stuff like body attack and all those body step and things like that. So I have always kind of been quite active. How about yourself, Ian? Have you been, kind of been? Yeah, I've always, I've always been pretty active. Um, there's maybe been a couple of maybe twice for maybe six months or something where I've, I've not done that much. Um, I, after my son was born, I think new parenthood uh, and, and trying to work full time. And I was actually working full time for the ambulance service, then part time, a, a little bit part time for the air ambulance and a little bit part time for chalk as well. So I had like so much. On was, um, <laughs> I don't blame you not having time here. <laughs> But, I, but what I've come and find over the years is that I rely on it so much exercise for my mental mm. health to deal with work-related stress that I, I can't not really 
and yeah. I have to do something. And um, on the on the on the days, if you've had a particularly dark day, um, there is there's nothing that will sort you out quite like that 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 buzz of physical activity that you know, pushing yourself a little bit and and making yourself mm. making yourself hurt a little bit, but not in a not in a crazy wrecking muscles way, just in a in a really good managed way. Is, I think. Works. It- Exercise massively has got me through last year, massively. Yeah. And I think it was just being able to, like you guys adapting it, allowing us to do it online, didn't, you know, it didn't mean that it stopped completely for us. We just adapted and doing it, the online classes. But I was saying to Gary last night, that provided me with a bit of normality, but still being able, you know, we're going through, a year that we never expected to happen. There's all these things going on that we have no control over. But me being able to do my, still do my exercise, gave me that little bit of normality, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just wanted to pick up what you said there about something that you can control. That's that's mm. um, that's massive because I think people use, try to motivate sometimes themselves by things that are, that are actually out of their own control. And just need to focus on stuff that they, that they can control. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like I said, we use the use the pandemic for for example. Like, no one can control what's going on in the world. Like, only you can control what your actions are going to be and what you choose to motivate yourself. If yeah. you cho- you choose that your motivation on that day is working your way through a Netflix series, and that's fine. Like, like that's don't beat yourself up about it. That's that's your mm. choice of motivation if your motivation changes to do a little bit more exercise, whether they go out for a walk, um, spend a little bit more time with the kids or something like that's like everyone's motivation is different and everyone um, will have, will have a different outlook on it. Um, What would you say earlier, if you were to to give a little bit of advice to someone um, in terms of motivation, what would you, what would you advise them to do to start to get motivated? I suppose it's set. I mean, goal doesn't work for everybody, but if you have something to aim for, and then just little achievable things, if you know what I mean, and if you can achieve that, then you can set a bigger goal, and you know, keep more motivated to carry on to get to you, you know, like a final goal kind of thing. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm managing probably expectations with that like have you ever mm. have you ever set yourself a goal and thought and then maybe when you haven't achieved it for example look back and thought like, like wow. yeah if you if you go ridiculously like like ian's mark <laughs> i try to say that goal i'd be you know like if i if it's if it's not realistic then it's just going to make me feel like i failed at what i wanted to do if it if it's achievable you know, little bits at little times, and yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, I think I think like like what you said, it's, like, it's managing the expectations, managing the the, the the little habits. But a lot of people as well, they don't they don't celebrate stuff that they've done for themselves. So mm. they don't celebrate like the little wins that they they get through the day with, or they they, they forget about the good things because of something that may not have happened for them. So they might not have, they might not fit, fit into that dress again. Um, but they've, they've forgotten about how much of a good routine they've got into a nutrition compared to 
six months ago. Or yeah. They might not have hit a PB in the gym that day, but they forgot that they've gone from being able to touch the bum onto a bench from a squat to then using a barbell to squat. Mm. Uh, so it's yeah, it's, it's celebrating the little wins, being managing your expectations, building them habits, and then not getting too fixated on them 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 end results. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you guys. Um. That's pretty much um everything that I've got wanting to get through today. Before I leave, I just want to ask you some quick questions. Uh, so quick, <laughs> quick fire questions. So, um, first thing that you're both going to do when lockdown finishes go to the gym go to the gym <laughs> um, yeah um, I'm going to go I'm going to go down to the lakes and get up in the fails get up in the swimming ah nice one um, first place first restaurant you're going to go to and eat out at ooh tough one tough one ooh uh, David's Jesus. probably. David's. Nice. Mm. What yourself, Ian? Um, might have to go Casa maybe. What was that? I might sorry? have to go uh, Casa Crisi. That oh, tiny yeah, little yeah. bit. We, ah. we had, a, um, me and my partner had one through the, I think it was the, the second lockdown. It's like a takeaway service yeah oh my god it was so like yeah so different to to anything that i've ever experienced so far in food it was yeah unbelievable and to say that she does it all herself she's not got a team behind her it's just literally her yeah food yeah oh i've never been i'll need to go is it italian is it yeah it's italian and she's got she's got a tiny little restaurant with like probably it's but it's probably probably half half the size of the gym and it's it's got maybe about eight tables 10 tables in it and they cook everything um just just in this little kitchen and at the, and at the back and you can but you can see and the food's mm. amazing there's not it's not like a menu you just get what's going <laughs> yeah unfortunate. final final one where is the first um holiday destination you're going to go to might not be this year might be next year where where do you want to go somewhere hot somewhere cold yeah, no, somewhere hot for me. Definitely somewhere hot. Yeah, definitely somewhere hot. My kids are going nuts for a beach. And yeah, mine are too. Totally. Beach yeah, holidays. I don't think, I think Cornwall will cut it this year. <laughs> beach holidays are the best. Um, yeah, so thank you very much both. It was great to, great to have you on. Great to, to chat to you and to, to hopefully we might be able to do this again in the near future, actually in the gym. Um, but like I said, thank you very much. Um, so the next episode is going to be released in April, first week in April. Um, the theme, the topic on this episode is based around nutrition. We're going to have a look at sort of the ways that we may track some food apps um, and also some things regarding your nutrition in terms of recovery and sleep. Um, I might have a guest special, uh, a guest on the, the next episode. Um, so make sure that you, if you do did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and give this episode a rating and leave a review. Thank you very much. Cheers, Josh. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, it's Barry here again. I just want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. 
And as a special thanks, if you want to get access to all the Team BMPT ebook resources, then all you have to do is go to bodymarkpt.com forward slash ebook gift, where you'll be able to download over 15 ebooks written by ourselves over the years. And I'm sure you'll find something in there that'll help you get the results that you deserve. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.